0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Alora Unleashed. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about something that, oh, are you ready for this? Do, do you know what you're really asking for? So those of you who know me know I'm a trained shaman, shamanic practitioner, and have been for 20 years or so, <laughs> 20 years and counting, but I've also been studying and and learning about and actively consciously creating with law of attraction for about 15 years and the personal growth keeps continuing learning about you know all the things about personality and mind and and motivation and intuition and inspiration all those things and here's the here's the thing like I work with groups I'm in groups I work with clients I I want to ask you to to take a moment if you're at a place in your life where you're really wanting to manifest something that hasn't shown up like a and I'm talking like a partner in life or financial relief or something to, to shift with your family right something something to shift with your relationship with yourself something that's you're really really needing and wanting and it could be well we'll just stop there right do you know what you're really asking for because I had a conversation with somebody recently and they were they were talking about something that they wanted to manifest in their life. And I talk about this stuff carefully because people's stories are private. They're that they're their stories. And and when they're asking for this thing that they want, I looked at them and I said, Do you know what you're really asking for? Because in order to allow that thing into your life, you're going to have to dot dot dot. And it's It's things like letting go, grieving. You're going to have to get okay with what you're not going to have. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to deeply, intrinsically change some limiting beliefs. You're going to have to deeply, intrinsically change some of the ways in which you're, as they say, moving through the world. You're going to have to change your story. But it's not just that. And here's the thing. When we go through our lives, we are, uh, I would say, carefully constructed, but we're, we're sort of like a on the go. We end up with assumptions and beliefs right? as we're flying through life. Oh, well, this is just how parking is. Or, oh, well, this. But all of these assumptions and beliefs. Oh, well, this is just how it is to go grocery shopping on a Saturday afternoon. All those assumptions and beliefs are tiny little thoughts that come to help us get through the day, or they help us get through that moment. They're all popping up in the moment to serve us. At the time, in the moment, it's like maybe when we're walking, it's a cane that helps us get through the day. What happens is, is that as those thoughts keep getting repeated, what was a tool in the moment to help you get through something becomes literally a crutch and then eventually the crutch becomes a part of your identity Mm, right (laughs) and this stuff gets in there and it's the unconscious that is sort of say running the show but we our thoughts are over time creating an unconscious landscape and that unconscious landscape then is what is helping us move through our lives. So if you think about that and you go, hmm, if I have not been consciously creating or I haven't been doing ceremony to catch up to myself, to clear and catch up to where I'm at in my life cycles, to clear and catch up to where I am in my journey, and if I haven't been doing conscious creation, which is another way to say clearing the un- clearing the unconscious or getting the unconscious in alignment so that what I want consciously can come through. If I haven't been doing those things, or I just started them, or even if it's been 20 years and I'm 50 years old, there's a lot of years of, of you could say, cleanup. Well, there's, chances are there's things in there that you don't know are in there. Things that were a cane that became a crutch, that then became a part of your identity that you don't know are in there. And people could say, Well, I know that I'm I have a hard time looking in the mirror and saying what Louise would hey hay. Louise Hayes practice of looking in your mirror and saying, I love and respect myself. People know that they might have a hard time saying that, but oh but if you think about the unconscious landscape, do you really know why you can't say that? Or where did that come from? and all the things that it's associated with, because the brain is associative. If I say the color blue, you might think the sky, you might think about your favorite mug, you might think about a shirt, you might think about um, the blue man group, that you might think about all sorts of things. But then if you start riffing on that associatively, say, oh, well, a blue man group, then you start thinking about theater, you start thinking about New York, you start thinking about that time you went to New York and you had a cannoli, whatever it is. The mind then creates all these associations and then the the unconscious mind, is it possible to even pick apart all the associations and all the teachings say you don't have to. Ceremony will help you do the, the magical, the magnificent. You will walk away renewed, you will throw the things in the fire and you will say thank you creator and you will walk anew. and you won't know all that you let go of you'll have clues and you'll have hints but you won't know and law of attraction would say get into alignment just let it go but you don't even know all that you're letting go of but that's the same that's the same thing when you say I really want to have financial abundance in my life you may not realize that saying oh well life is hard but we'll get by with the pennies that we have in that moment was a thought that served you it helped you stay strong that day but eventually over time it became a crutch and then there's and then somehow perhaps there is in there in the weave in the interconnectedness of your unconscious this whole system of thoughts like that that have then become part of the identity so it's like an identity an identity blanket there's all sorts of fibers in that that create this foundation of Poverty, consciousness, but here's the thing to say, well, I just want to be abundant. I'm going to go from poverty consciousness to abundance consciousness. It's not one to one. It's not there's one poverty consciousness that I have, and I'm going to go to one abundance <laughs> consciousness. it's it's there's a, a a mess of things that I have, and I would like to release that enough so that I can start to allow start to allow in the pieces of abundance. See that? But here's the thing, you can say, oh, that sounds really great. But do you know what you're really asking? Because when you are in a new level of life, when you are in a new vibrational stance or when you are healed or when you're looking at things from a new place, you're not in the same place. You could walk into the same, the same restaurant, but maybe it's a small restaurant and everybody knows you and you go there every Friday night or whatever and you, you show up and it's the same restaurant, but you're not the same. You don't look at it the same. You don't feel about it the same way that you did. You've changed. It doesn't mean you can't have conversations with folks. And it doesn't mean you can't go to the restaurant. But you're new. You're different. You've changed. What you really are is you're more of who you truly are. You're less of the patterns. And you're more of you. But you've changed. And then the people around you, if they're as they have been, now there's this, or can be, this feeling of separation from them or this feeling of distance. And then in order to bridge that distance, you realize that the way you may be bonded before through stories of hardship or, or those types of other social patterns, you have to find new ways to build those inroads if it's even in your highest good to build those inroads at all, because you might find that you're sitting over in another part of the restaurant or you don't feel called to go to that restaurant at all. And so do you really know what you're asking for? When you say, I want to be healed, I want to wake up in a pain-free body. I want to have relationships that when I wake up, I really feel loved and I feel... In my my purpose, I I want to have abundance flowing to me and through me, meaning I receive money and gifts and and great deals and stuff just sort of shows up and it's flowing through me. I don't feel worried about spending and saying yes to the things that I want to buy and the services that I know will serve me. Do you know what you're really asking for? You're asking for an uncomfortable. An unconscious shift, which means to release these canes that have become crutches that have become right part of the story to release those to reveal what's underneath. And what's underneath is of course you and your magnificence, love and light and amazingness and your your wisdom and your your laughter and your love. But what changes is your life. Now, you can't know exactly what it's going to really truly look like because you can't really know exactly what it's truly going to feel like. You get hints. You get hints. And as you go go through it, that's what life experience does. Life experience allows you to move through it at a pace where you don't break apart. You literally don't break apart, but you maintain. I mean, you're all energy, right? None of this is really real, right? But you're all energy. And so you move through it. And that's what t- the, the physicality of this earth place is about and, and the illusion of time. You get a chance to move through all of this while maintaining your core knowing of who you are, maintaining the you of who you are. But if you didn't know, if you don't know, you don't remember who you really, really, really are. Do you know what you're really asking for? How many things do you want to have to give up? Now, I'm going to pause for a moment and say where I'm at in my understanding of this which is not at the beginning but definitely not you know, not at the end of my journey of course in terms of personal growth. I'm always fascinated with how when I go through a major shift like that and I see demo- demonstrated results like massive changes in life I go I always go hey I really am me I'm still the goofy person who loves fantasy fiction like there's I'm still me I am still me out all of a sudden I'm not like oh now I'm you know I'm 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 tending sheep somewhere in a remote place you know and playing the wooden flute like or or I'm running marathons never say never but the core of who i am expresses itself although my intuition would say i'm like a person who's tending sheep on an island playing the flute in that i have calm i have calm (laughs) (laughs) i'm like a person who would run a marathon because i have beautiful intuitive perseverance okay (laughs) i accept but but hear me out, right? You're going to be who you are, but you're but you're going to have to journey through. You were going to have to journey through the gates of change. And the gates of change can include disorientation, grief, the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of not being understood, the feeling of not understanding yourself, the feeling of not knowing where you are, who you are, what's going on, which is why I always say, if you're going to go through true change, it's really helpful to have other folks to help you whether it's a, a coach or it's a community of other folks and in, in the flavor that you like, shamanism, personal growth, law of attraction, some combination of it. Some, some folks who can look at you and say, I see that you are in the unraveling. It's okay. <laughs> and I see that you're in the rebuilding. That's awesome too. So that you can unravel enough some of you are saying oh I don't I've been unraveling I don't want to do it and the thing is is that a true unraveling like a guided unraveling is not ever meant to destroy you it's meant to free you and if you don't know how to unravel without causing chaos in your life that's a skill that actually is a skill to learn how to unravel so that you can be free so i've said this before probably in in one of these episodes here on this podcast but my carol apache teacher teaches about t- tracking calendar like the moons and things and and she has a calendar and you can learn how to be an energy tracker and what you do is you take the carol apache calendar that that she provides and then every day You write down your energy, what you felt was going on for you that day. And then after about two years, you'll be able to look at the patterns of your energy and the calendar, and then you'll be able to translate. So when you see a certain type of energy on the Carapache calendar, you'll say, oh, that's what that means for me. And and you'll know when to schedule things or when is a, a wonderful time to look for that new house or to have a ceremony or to have a vacation or to have some reflection time or when it's maybe not a good time to have that discussion or when you need to take care of yourself because two years that's what I want to highlight about that two year, two years of journaling and writing it down do, do you give yourself does anybody in the they do but I'm I'm sort of being rhetorical question here. Does anybody give themselves two years anymore? It's like everything is about get this app and you'll be speaking this language in three weeks. You <laughs> Get get this, watch these YouTube videos and you'll be an expert in this subject. You know, look at this, look at this, look at it. But in, in terms of life, which is a lifelong thing, <laughs> isn't it? Do, do you Do you think about what it takes to get mastery in something? or even to go on the journey to mastery, the time and effort, they call it the 10,000 hours. But do we start things about, I want to manifest this, and then it gets hard, and then we go, ah, and then we stop, and then we start, and we stop. Do we say, all right, I'm going to take two, I'm not saying it has to take two years. This is a thought exercise. I'm going to take two years to really uncover my poverty consciousness. Two years. That's actually an interesting thought exercise to have because it's not so long that it's an unachievable goal. You're not saying 25 years, but you're also not saying next year because next year can feel like tomorrow. So it's a long goal, but it's not too long to say, whoa, if I'm going to spend two years on something, I'm really going to be learning something. It's the difference between three weeks for the language versus two years of practicing at least five times a week to truly learn a new language by the end of two years where might you be not even fluent though not even complete because well you have to think about fluency if you're talking about language fluency they'll say to be truly fluent in a language truly 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 fluent in a language you have to be able to discuss concepts like physics and philosophy so i was using that as a as my as my bar for that after two years you'll certainly be able to navigate going on a trip, (laughs) right? And having conversations with folks there about the trip and things and and life in general. So two years. So what what I'm saying to this is, is that if you're at this place where you're just feeling really tired, that you haven't manifested some things that really matter to you, that you really need, that you really want and you really also need? Do you know what you're really asking for? And are you willing to say yes to the actual journey of letting it in? Because if you can face that and say, all right, there's going to be grief. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be, it might take a long time, but I'm not going to give up because I want this in my life, you may find that by taking a deep breath and reorienting in that way, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. It actually feels doable. There's some, the strength in you is allowed then to come up to match that. Because that's the difference between wishful thinking and considered thinking. Now, you can always say, which I highly recommend, give me this or something better. Two years, but give me that or something better, in which case, right? But to 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 step back and put that into that framework and say, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to let go. I'm willing to, I mean, I've gone, th- <laughs> yeah, I've gone through a a, tra- a a change in the last number of months that I'm in a place that I have dreamed about. For so long, but I I will be honest and say there was a lot of tears. I cried a lot. I was like, oh my gosh, the grief that's coming out of me. They talk about like um, the body wisdom and and let and stuck emotions in the body. Well, things that I they were ready to go. Right? There, ah, ah. <laughs> there they had to come out, right? Oh, but I but I've learned how to and i think one of the things i'm i most i'm most pleased about in terms of spiritual growth is that i've i've let myself learn how to grieve and do the the parts that don't usually make it onto the marketing <laughs> for people like join my program it's like and you're going to feel awful <laughs> but just for a little bit <laughs> my hope and my my intent it's not a lot of hope my but really, my intent in, is sharing this with you is that you feel strong you feel strong and capable and competent And you look at your your wants and you say, do I really want this? What am I really asking for? And the ones that still are lit up for you, you say, gosh darn it, I really can do this. I really, really can do this. And the strength reveals itself to you so that you are doing it. (laughs)